I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michelle here from Blighty Day Fiance. And I'm Robin, her husband. Hello. Um, we should explain Blighty, shouldn't we? We haven't done that really. So Blighty Day Fiance, uh, in Britain, we call Britain Blighty. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of interchanging things. Um, Americans in particular always say, uh, well, they say London when they mean England, and they say England when they mean Britain, and they say Britain <laughs> when they mean the United Kingdom. I am very aware that, you know, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Um, so uh, there are no Northern Irish people on the show at the moment. I feel confident that Blighty Day Fiancé does not exclude our Northern Irish friends. However, if there are any Northern Irish people on this show in the future, apologies for um, pretending that you are part of Britain. You are, of course, not. Uh, but Blighty Day, because Blighty means British, and so it's British Day Fiancé, and it's a good pun, right? And before we get started on part two, yeah. which will be seamlessly edited in after this brief introduction, I would also like to apologize again to the Rotherin, Rotheramites, Rotherai. Rotheramites sounds like a, like a, a race of people from Star Trek, <laughs> like this sort of cave dwelling. It's not far off. Oh boy. I've done it again. Anyway, enjoy the show. Right. Uh, next up is Sean from Botley, Hampshire, via perhaps somewhere somewhere in Africa, perhaps not. Yeah. Uh, and Christine. 
Uh, Christine makes a hell of a debut. Uh, I don't know if that outfit is just for Sean or whether that's something that she does. I think it was an outtake from the third It movie. It was... The one where uh, Pennywise gets sexy. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Please don't speak that into existence. Um... She lives with her parents in what she calls simple but comfortable accommodation. Yeah. We later find out that her whole family is supported by Sean, including the three children that she had uh, with a previous partner in a uh, marriage that she's still in. Partners. She she does say exes. Oh, okay. I right. believe it's, it's multiple uh, fathers of her children. Um. This is only remarkable because apparently in the Philippines, divorce is not the done thing. They do annulments instead. And this is going to cost something. Was it 5,000 pounds? 5,000. And and again, I wonder if, I don't know. I know nothing about the Philippines, but I wonder if it's a patriarchal thing that if a woman wants a divorce, it costs a, you know, a huge amount. If a man wants a divorce, then, you know, sayonara. Um, I have no idea. Um, Yeah, we don't know the situation. Um, And also, it's worth saying, I'm not, I don't want to be spoiled on this. I don't, I'm not going to be reporting all the gossip that's swirling around and all the, the knowledge that is out there. I'm just not interested in doing it. I, I try to approach the show just as the artifact itself. And what I'm presented with. The text. So, yes. <laughs> Just the text. This is an academic podcast. We will assess the text this free is, from any wider uh, you, cultural. You will, in the show notes, we will provide yeah. the uh, citations in MLA format. Um, so Sean... Uh, greets his kitchen appliances when he gets home. I thought that was very sweet. I love that. I have a relationship with my air fryer. It was very, I I was very endeared uh, to him. I like Sean. All right. I'm going to say this out and out. I like him. I like most of the people so far, but I really like him. I think he's strong. I think he's brave. I think he's emotionally articulate. I think he's, he's a good guy. We shall see. And I could burn for this because he might turn out to be an asshole. But right now, I like him. Yeah, I do too. Um, he and Christine have a baby together named Christian Ian. That I don't like. I have some thoughts about that. You can't give your son a second name that is the end of its first name because your name is a stutter. Right, you can't be Christian. Yen, 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 yen. That doesn't work. No, no. Uh, but maybe Ian was someone important. Maybe his father is it, Ian or something. I it, don't know. Irrelevant. Not the baby's father. Sean's father. Uh, he has seen him four times, but he has not seen him in the past two years. I'm assuming because of COVID. Um, he clearly loves this child yeah. and is devoted to his family. Uh, he is surrounded by concerned friends and family. Um, one of whom questions the child's paternity, which is not something that I am doing. And I will not engage with that. I think that's 
a very um it's a little mean it's mean it's uh it's aggressive it's personal it's nobody's business again you're taking a swipe at a at a child really there's also the point that even if even if and again i don't want to do conjecture on this but even if that is not sean's child he feels that it's his child and if you feel that a child is your child and if the other parent involved also feels that the child is your it's your child that's absolutely right and he also says that he loves her other children as his own and he has um hopes to bring the three of them over once christine and christian are settled in the uk and once he can save up enough money for all their airfares oh my lord oh boy um one of his friends is also concerned that it's too soon nah. for her to come over i know nah. i disagree eight years most marriages should last about eight years uh, <laughs> um. Christine loves Sean because he accepts her and what she calls her whole package of kids and exes. And I think that's, I think that's sweet. Yeah. Um, he was unlucky in love before he met her, I guess eight years ago. He wants his parents to accept Christine as the love of his life. Um, unclear why they're just now seeing photos of the that of the was grandson. So weird. That was very strange. Yeah. I don't have, have they never seen it before? Has he been withholding? Does he is he estranged from his parents? It, that, that I don't whole think so, because they seem to be very in, they're awfully preoccupied with his life. Yeah, it was just really weird. So like all I can think is that these were the latest pictures and they hadn't seen those. But they kind of treated it like they'd never seen a picture of this kid before. And they yeah. were like, oh yeah, turns out the children are lovely. Uh, and <laughs> because they were expecting, oh, hang on, a, a half Filipino? Have I got this right? I don't want to get that wrong. Filipino? Filipino, yeah. yes. A half Filipino child might have like tentacles coming out of its face. And they were like, oh no, it actually turns out they, they're, they're, they're lovely. Um, they, they were weirdly shocked and surprised, but it was also very touching. I think that was framed in a very strange way. I'm not quite, again, I'm not sure where that came from because later on, mum comes around with gifts for baby Christian. Yeah. Or who's turning three from the whole family. Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean goes to the toy store to buy a toy for Christian, yeah, yeah's birthday. He tells the shop assistant the entire story, as you do. <laughs> I think that this is just not a London thing because Londoners right. will know um, that you don't speak to anyone. You don't even make eye contact no. with a stranger. No. Um, stranger danger all over the place. Never, ever make conversation, no, you make never eye contact. No. Everyone's out to get you. No. Um, you go to a, a branch of Smith's with a Y um, somewhere in Hampshire. Very different. Very different. anywhere outside of London. Very different. Some people will, yeah, just start a conversation with you. And then they find out you're American and they don't want anything to do with you. Right. Which, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Um, He calls Christine 
bad news. Their visa's been rejected. Apparently, he didn't uh, supply the correct documents. Quite weird, this. And again, this might be a production or edit kind of thing, but they were talking about it being revoked. And I'm like, well, it was never granted as far as we know. No, I think she said rejected. Mm, I think she said revoked, but Um, nevertheless. One day when we have more time, I will talk about uh, the immigration... Um, fun and games that I was subjected to when I was a student early on, because I've had a visa. Here's the headline. My visa was rejected because someone lost a paper down a filing cabinet drawer. This is an incredible And I had to go to court. It's for, I'll tell it some other time. We'll need a Patreon. I'm saying right, (laughs) right now, we don't have a Patreon at the moment, but if we ever do, the story of Michelle's immigration process will be like the first thing that we that we that we put there. Um, by the way, you might have noticed this podcast had no housekeeping at the top, which is kind of a joy, right? You didn't have to skip forward with anything. But I will put it at this point. Please like and subscribe and leave yes. a comment. Thank you so much. Um, Sean's mum is very concerned that Christine is running some kind of game. She has said that she will find Christine and Christine will wish her mom had never given birth to her. That gave me chills. It was like Korean cinema. It was like a scene from old boy or something. Yeah. It was very, it was very disturbing. She has a particular set of skills. (laughs) Um, poor Christine, heartbroken, singing happy birthday to baby Christian. Who And, and by the way, we're all aware of the fact that happy birthday is still like a licensable thing, right? You have to pay a lot of money. Still, it's still not. I don't know. It might domain. be in the public domain now. I'm not, uh, I, I don't know. If you replace all the words with happy birthday, <laughs> Because it was happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy. I might have overdone it there. Um, maybe you get away with it, but it was weird to see happy birthday sung on a TV or movie because people in movies, they often make up alternative birthday songs because you are not allowed that. right? No. And there are parts of Latin America and uh, where... The lyrics to Happy Birthday are Sapo Verde, which is nonsense. It means green frog. Sapo Verde a ti. Sapo Verde a ti. And you get a green frog for no, your birthday? No, I don't think so. But I grew up with Sapo Verde. <laughs> <laughs> what a green frog. I know. I know. We'll have to investigate it. Um... Anyway, last roll of the dice, because he messed up the paperwork. Uh, fortunately, they did get the visas for eight months for both Christine and Christian. Pause. Did he mess up the paperwork or was he hiding stuff Sean style? Other Sean style, mm. right? It's the, oh, we got denied because I didn't reveal the fact that I'm massively in debt. You know what? Honestly, <sighs> I I would completely believe that 
something went awry with the yeah. paperwork and it could have been on either end and nothing to do with him. Yeah. I, I really, anyway, he says he's going to jump the barrier and don't do that. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. I think he said he was going to slit the throats of 15 security <laughs> immigration officers. Don't even joke about that. We'll get on some kind of list. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Honestly, I like, I worry that there, 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 there were scenes in these episodes of people sort of running like behind the barrier when people were coming out at arrivals. And I just think if you do that, you'll get shot. Like I am so hyper sensitive at airports. There's big men with big guns. And like, if there's a barrier there, stay on the other side of the barrier for God's sake. I think Sean is, is safe. Um, and hopefully it, it looks like from the previews that she is going to make it there and they're going to have that joyful reunion. Um, the only thing standing in the way is the money for those tickets. He's maxed out his credit cards. Christine has maxed out hers. Um, fortunately, Mother Sean uh, offers to pay. I like his parents. I, I don't like want to go that far yet. Well, I like him. I like her. And I think they are quite sensitive people. There's been a bad track history in the 90 Day franchise of... South African people, and again, we don't know that he's from South Africa, but I thought that these were a little more sensitive and emotionally articulate and caring than some of the people we've seen from that part of the world. I liked him. I do too. And I, for now, I reserve judgment and I wish them the best. But the house was well nice, right? So (laughs) in this show, they always put people in really nice houses with like blurred depth of field and pretend that that's their house. And and it's just, it's obviously nonsense. But I think that was their actual house. So I don't, I think, I don't know if a thousand pounds was that much for them. I think they had a thousand pounds. It's so hard to tell. Some people are house poor, you know. Yeah, it's like they they make the the mortgage and there's not much left after that. So I'd believe that too. And they're probably retired. They're probably not working. Yeah, yeah. So they're on a fixed income. Who knows? Anyway, lovely of her to do that. Yeah. Katie and Alejandro will be next after we take a short break. What are we doing? We we having a we? Yeah. We don't have ads. Yeah. And we're back because Michelle's had a wee. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we should. That's home talk. <laughs> Last but not least, we have Katie and Alejandro. It's our favorites, right? They are our favorites. And not just because Katie left us a very, very nice message on Instagram. It doesn't make any difference. I can't be bought. Follow us on Instagram at Blighty Day or Blighty Day Fiance. I think Blighty Day. Just search for either. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to have one consistent social media handle and Blighty Day Fiance, too long for Twitter. So I'm pretty sure we're Blighty Day um, and we'll see you there. But um, regardless of that, she's lovely and I think he's probably quite a decent fella too. I think so too. They, the, Producers make a great big deal. Okay, let's talk about that. About uh, Katie's size. Yeah. Um, There's quite a bit about her anxiety when it comes to their differences in diet. And look, 
let's be honest, it's perfectly reasonable for her to have that anxiety. And I'm sure she spoke about it. The question is, was she goaded into speaking about it or did they cut out her speaking about an awful lot of other stuff just to really, really over-focus on this? Because it, it was strange how much she spoke about it. And then later she goes, oh, if I'd known that you weren't like skinny thin, I, I wouldn't have spoken about it so much. The whole thing seemed like, bless you, bless you. I think she's beautiful. I think she looks like, uh, I said, actually someone from, where's she from? Oh, she's Yorkshire, Yorkshire? isn't she? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I confused her for a second. Um, but I think she looks a bit like Kat Dealey. And, and you know, I think she's a, 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 a beautiful woman and has absolutely nothing to worry about. And clearly a heart of gold. Yeah. And, and is courageous as well, because to go on television... Talk about your size, talk about your anxieties around that is something that I think invites a lot of the wrong kind of attention and unpleasant people. And uh, I just, I think that she is lovely and I think that they're a a lovely couple. Um, But (laughs) maybe have the conversation before. I don't know. I don't know how you address that. And I think it's, it, well, it doesn't matter. Um, we learn that Alejandro goes to the gym for two hours a day. Do you think he listens to Alejandro by what's her face? Oh, that song has been in my head nonstop. I don't think he does. Yeah. I think uh, his parents do, particularly <laughs> his mother. Okay. Um, she makes it very clear that I, I'm getting the impression that he's an only child. Okay. Because she says we've always been together and, uh, he's definitely her sweet baby boy. Yeah. Um, a lot of religious iconography in that house. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if faith is important to them. Um, anyway. Their main concerns, his parents' main concerns are just that he's going to go there and not come back, basically, and they don't want him to leave. And they they don't want his nipples to hurt in the cold. (laughs) No. They don't want him to be, I mean, there's a lot, even for a show that's about the United Kingdom, there is a lot of discussion about weather. Right. Particularly with this couple. It's Um, not that cold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not it's not and, and look you get it in like us 90 day a little bit as well but like but this is not colorado this is not like montana this is not like it gets a bit cold in this country like they're in london and he's acting like it's kind of it's you know, nothing compared to where i grew up right i think what makes the cold in the uk difficult and i can only speak to you know having lived in London. Um, What makes it difficult as a foreigner is that when you come over, the the dairy is like processed differently. (laughs) And so you get like I had a chest infection and a sinus infection for about the first 18 months I was here. And And that's because of our cheese. And I... (laughs) No, and I she's obsessed mean, with baby belt I, too. I, not- I just, yeah, cheese is a big part of her life. It's a big part of my life yeah. too. I just mean, 
you know, you go to a new country, you're in a different environment, you're allergic to things, it's the like food's War of the processed Worlds. differently. If if the aliens in War of the Worlds were like dating Tom Cruise and then came no. I just remember a a time in my life and this is when I'm in my early 20s. There's a time in my life where I would have done a lot to get in a bathtub. I would have done pretty much anything to get in a hot bath. Um, I'll leave that there. It does get cold and miserable, but I think a lot of it has to do with the with the germs and the the new stuff that all goes around. Anyway, we'll get there. Um, Katie is going to quarantine with Alejandro and to make it a little more personal in uh, what appears to be a travel lodge. It is a travel lodge. She, it's a motorway travel lodge, the worst possible kind. Well, God bless her. Yeah. And she's at the front lines. She's a nurse right. working with people who have kidney failure. And- well, I hope that Travelodge offer a blue card uh, discount. And if they don't... Shame on you. Shame on you, Travelodge. <laughs> um, so she's made some... Uh, she's she's made some decorations that are not dissimilar to Rebecca and Ziad of, of 90 Day Original Recipe. Um... There's so, Look, lots of anytime words are put on walls. <laughs> <laughs> like I am like unless it's like the name of a football stadium, I am predisposed to find that thoroughly unpleasant. But it's kind of touching. It's it's so sweet. Yeah. And obviously she's she's chosen all of these things. She's brought letters that they've written each other. She's printed out conversations. She's brought Alejandro candles. did fuck all. Yeah. It's it, worth, that was think, pretty it's poor worth thinking about that, yeah. Maybe he brought a gift that they couldn't show on camera. Mm, they show Caesar's candy panties. <laughs> they can show anything. Um, yeah, that was a bit disappointing. Gran made sausage rolls. Oh, boy. Are we going to talk about the beige? Uh, we'll, we'll get there when he meets mm. uh, Liz for the first what, time. How would you feel, like... What is the worst thing to find in a tub of celebrations? Is it celebrations or is it sausage rolls? I was going to say that. I don't think. Now, look, we are uh, non-pork eaters. So we're we're not regular consumers no. of sausage rolls. So Do I don't think it's, celebrations? I, I don't think it's fair for us to pass critique on sausage rolls of, of any description. No. Um, meanwhile, Alejandro back in Guadalajara is at the bar with friends. Uh, he says that he's in love with Katie. His friends are, I would say, overly concerned about whether the chemistry is not happening. Um, goth girl is concerned about the use of filters and, uh, what's she said below the neck yeah she said down the neck but i think she meant below the neck i think if you are dressed like ferruja balk from the craft um you don't have a place to uh mock someone else's appearance no Uh, particularly not when you sat opposite guadalajara and jesus (laughs) 
It's friends. Seriously, though. She does, to be fair, she does try to rescue it by saying, oh, but it would be, what if she was a bad person? That would be the worst thing. Maybe start with that. I think... Because here's the thing. She's really pretty. And and I was really encouraged to hear him say she's really pretty. Yeah, she she's beautiful. Really yes, I'm pretty. sorry that I didn't say before. I completely agree with that. I think she's a beautiful woman and I think the camera loves her yeah. and her and her spirit and warmth really come across. She seems it's very rare. Yeah. You know, we we have become quite cynical now uh yeah we put a new season of any of these shows on and we just sit there going yeah yeah no i don't like that one i the most um i don't know how many of you out there are are, uh married at first sight australia fans but i think the the worst um i don't want to call it a prank i i've been hoodwinked uh, by Olivia's introduction and first appearance of Olivia and Jackson uh, because she was made out to be yeah. this loving carer for who her dying with father her who struggled with yeah. her weight. That's right. Yeah. Um, and she turned out to be, I think I can confidently say the worst person who's ever been on that show. I That wasn't editing and no. the way that she's behaved uh, outside of that is appalling, and I stand by that. And I am a woman who will call out other women. Okay, just to be clear, I don't. I think it's. <laughs> it, I can't. It's very hard for me to speak about that seriously. Anyway, um, he goes there. Katie's in a polka dot dress that's Alejandro's favorite. Um, He's worried about the weather. There's always a polka dot dress. For some reason, people on this in this franchise seem to think the Minnie Mouse look is a good look. And I love her. I'll I'll say, you know, clearly I've said enough nice things. I'm going to say the dress is never good. Not polka dot. I'm just not a polka dot fan. No, no. But it's his favorite. Right. So I think, you know, that's very thoughtful. Um, he seems to be singularly focused on how bad the weather's going to be. <laughs> it's a law. Um, she continues to fret about what he will think of her. Um, I did think it was cute when he said, though, surely children just die here. It was like, it felt like Rose, what's her name? And Jon Snow, north of the wall. Did he say that? Yeah, he was like, how can children survive? No, he definitely said he wondered (laughs) how babies survived there. Which was actually brilliant. Um, He is won over by Katie. Uh, They have beautiful chemistry together. She wants him to feel welcome. And she says that she feels emotion. I felt emotion watching it. Uh, she's. I wasn't sure if he knew what that word meant. I was like, you might need to translate this because there was a look on his face going. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Um, she's had her heart broken before, so there's a lot riding on this relationship. But the best relationships in these shows are those that are that are high stakes. Right. Again, I prefer for those stakes not to involve innocent 
children, but um, you no know, children have. No, Bridie has two children. Yeah, but, but she's not. Katie doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It, correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they have their first meal, I think, in a fish and chip shop. He seems to enjoy it. Um, crucially, he tells her that she doesn't need to be insecure around him. And now she feels much more relaxed in his company, which is wonderful. Would that she felt that from the very beginning and she didn't go into it having this idea. You know, I just it's have really this... sad. Like if they'd had the conversation before. But yeah. But you know, it's maybe hard, right? I was a fat kid and, um, yeah, I can say that about me and yeah, it's hard. It takes over your entire life. So I'm, I'm on her team. I get it. I get the insecurity. Yeah. It still affects you. Right. It still does. Yeah. You never really shed that. You can shed the weight, but you don't shed the insecurity. I've never been fat, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I've often been told that I'm too skinny and compared to a praying mantis. In fact, it, I get, you know, shouted at in the street um, constantly because of how beautiful I am. <laughs> A burden. Um, yeah, but like I said, this this it, isn't about. And you us. struggle with that, don't I you? I do. I really struggle. You struggle with your beauty. Um, this is why we're probably never gonna do any publicity because people will gaze upon my visage and be tremendously disappointed. In themselves. <laughs> Katie takes Alejandro home to meet Liz. Liz says he is Liz! sexy and they look a lovely couple. I love Liz. Liz! She comes out and says she knows Gracias and Aloha because of her time spent in Benidorm. Yes! Aloha, of course, not being a Spanish no! word. <laughs> I think that's really sweet. What I loved about her, and later on, um, Katie goes to work, I believe, and she spends some time alone together with Alejandro. And I loved, this is something, it, it it's worth saying, if you haven't seen the American version, what frequently happens mm -hmm. is you get a sit down with a racist or xenophobic relative yeah who thinks immediately that it's all right to grill you. And we actually do get this later on, but yeah. the fact that it's not coming from her grand. Right. I love that about Liz. I is love, incredible. Yeah. I, who, who was, mm, there was a couple and they were living with a kind of the mom in like a trailer. It doesn't particularly matter, but the mum was an arsehole and they were living with her and so she had all that control. You always get that. You get the family member, particularly if they're living with them, who are just massively racist and xenophobic. And and Liz wasn't that. I mean, no. she should wear a crown, even though all the food she cooks is brown. It was a very brown buffet. Um, I think Joan and Jerrica would have a field day with that <laughs> spread, beginning with the pork growlers. Pork growlers. <laughs> wow. Um, Alejandro is game, though, and he tries yeah. a bit of everything. He doesn't try the full-size Scotch egg. No, but I think even um, 
I, th- I think that's a lot. It was a lot. And I can't imagine how much I'm not sure there was much pork. different. By the way, jam tarts are not a vegetable. I don't think I don't think anyone there's, there's look, fruit involved. Liz, I, I'm not some broccoli on the side. Like, come on. A couple of Brussels sprouts even. Yeah. Just a little bit of roughage to help that all go down. Yeah. Otherwise he's not gonna be able to shift that for probably a week. Um two anyway. hours in the gym every day though. <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate that he was polite and yeah. well of course he's not american so we can expect that of him yeah. we can expect most people yeah to be polite in situations when i'm looking uh, forward to this season without any americans i love americans please don't get me wrong uh, i've married i've married two of them but i'm certainly married to one of them and nothing against americans but the big problem with the 90 day franchise is this kind of this built in xenophobia. I'm not saying we don't do that in this country because boy, it's oh boy, not we've just got xenophobia though. It's American exceptionalism yeah. and we have British exceptionalism too. Yeah. Um, but we haven't really, but we seen haven't seen a lot yet. of that here. No, yet. no. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think that we will. I mean, they have a wonderful laugh with the vibrating power plate exercise machine. I want one. It's a um, gadget. It's really, I know, but we've already got a An stationary bike, bike that use. you never use. Yeah. But I'm going to hold you to that, um, that you'll use it again. <laughs> uh, where are we? So they're all loved up. Um, sadly, Alejandro finds the UK depressing. This made me sad. It made me sad too. Like I hate this country, but <laughs> I do love this country. It's, it's uh, I want people to love it. I wanted him when he was on the open bus tour just to have a little bit of wow. And it made me sad. I mean, it was the weather equivalent of saying, um, here's the Smiths. You know, you, you feel depressed. Why don't you listen to this? Yeah. I like the. Here's um, uh, okay computer. Yeah. And kid a like, let's load you up with that. But okay. So we should enjoy his misery. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, not at all. No, I'm saying that she, that if he shared with her that he felt the UK was depressing, she poured salt on the wound by making him take a an open top bus ride through London in the middle of winter. That was dumb as hell. In a windbreaker. And yeah. I don't care what you say. There was, look, Katie, we love you. We are huge fans. You could have. Buy him a balaclava. Bought him a jumper. Yeah. A nice wool jumper. I like the tour guide and his little burn on Boris. I did too. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> he called it before it even happened. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Um, we're going to try and keep this politics free. But I think we can universally agree, can't we, everyone? Yeah. Um, yeah. He finds the UK depressing. He wonders how babies survive in this weather. Um, they do. I worried about the same thing. I'll be honest. When, when when I had my son and it was very cold in the winter, I was like, 
getting that balance right. Like, I want to wrap you up massively, but I also don't want to cook my child. It is scary. It's funny, though, because there are definitely cultural norms about children in the cold. Like, I had a friend who was Russian, and she had her baby outside in the winter all the time. And she, I mean, you know, I misunderstood that when you said she had her baby outside. I realized that she didn't give birth outdoors. Mm. At least I don't think she did. (laughs) In Russia, nature have child. But she, but taking babies for long walks outside in the winter is not a strange thing to them. Um, He was bundled up and she is a wonderful mother. So I'm just saying cultural differences. Um. Then we have the moment, the inevitability, Mm. um, where Izzy comes in uh, playing the part of the interrogator. It's a 90-day trope, and I don't like it. No, I don't even... I mean... Because this chap is like the opposite of over here for a green card, right? (laughs) doesn't no, want to live No, he really here. doesn't want to live here. Yeah. I think... It reminds me of Yara, right? You remember how, like Yara and Jovi in New Orleans and like she's a queen and, and just her, why would I want to live here? Yeah, exactly. Right? And I love it. I love it when people do that. I love it when they go, you know what? Okay, there's good things and bad things about your country, but I also love my country and I don't need to be where you are. I'm here because of love, right? And no, that's- but al- but also I think it's entirely unnecessary to have this level of interrogation because these two are not deluded. They're very aware that they have a serious decision to make. Yeah. And they've also said more than once, I believe, that you know, the relationship depends on one of their, one of them being willing to relocate. Right. Um, we learn that nurses do not make a very high wage in Mexico. It's something Scandalous, like. Because over here they're, they're paid royally, aren't they? Yeah. So much that they have to go to food banks to survive um, and feed their families. What they don't talk about is the cost of living there. And I kind of wish they had. No, but he did say that even, that, from Mexico even in shitty. Mexico, that wouldn't go very far. Um, but I want to know if it would go less far than it goes over here. Because frankly, if you're a single nurse in this country, you're screwed as well. So Yeah. But I think she, she probably is able to save money living with um, Grandma Liz. And this is the whole thing. The, these are the stakes. So when people... They don't talk about this quite enough on 90 Day, but they should. Because you, you, what you have to think is when you go to another country and leave everything behind you and you set up a life, it is really important that if anything goes wrong, like don't worry about prenups and stuff like that. Just worry about like, if I now live in this country and I've put down my roots there, can I afford to live there by myself? It's a perfectly reasonable question for her to ask. Like if anything goes wrong or if tragically something should happen to him and she ends up alone, you know, because there's many reasons people don't stay with a person they love beyond falling out. And, you know, that's then her home. Can she afford to have a house, a home and feed herself and her beautiful dog? You know, this stuff actually probably does matter. But then the same question applies to him. Without her in this country, can he afford to? So we don't know what he does for a living. 
We don't. They never said. Um, she also mentions at various points that she doesn't think that her dog would do very well in the heat. Bullshit. I hear me out. <laughs> we have a dog. We, we have, have two, two dogs. dogs. One of whom does not do well in the heat. I don't like it. And I, <laughs> I would struggle. I need to stretch out on my cooling pad. Yeah. We we have a dog who is in, inexplicably, uh, everyone has voices for their pets. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you or you have a cat. Um, <laughs> in which case, there's still something wrong with you. Right. Um, but yeah, our our dog doesn't fare well in the heat. We have to compensate for that. And so I think that is a valid concern. I would I don't still think, take him to live in Mexico, though. I mean, they've got air conditioning. Right. I've never been to Guadalajara. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that, look, it's a bullshit excuse. It really is. It really is. That is not the reason to stay. She's got other reasons for staying. No, she needs to probably I, be more honest about it. And... Look, we haven't seen it yet, but the trailer at the end of episode three, trailing episode four, is the Liz, and we love Liz, that kind of control that it would devastate me if you left. It's not cool. No, I. it's a different generation, though, and and they are best friends. I know. And I think it w- and when someone... If you love someone, if you love... <laughs> Nope. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me sing Sting. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to hear Sting singing Sting. But it's true, right? Your parents did it with you. You moved over here and it was real tough for them, right? But if you love your kid, you should be okay with them moving away. Um, and- cannot relate because my parents did not do that to ah. me. My parents never gave me... Uh, even a moment's hassle for moving across the ocean. And maybe, maybe they should have, I don't know. Um, What I was going to say is when you have that close a relationship with someone, particularly someone of that age, that kind of change is extremely difficult for them. And it would probably affect her health. It probably would. Yeah. You know, and as she gets older, that's a difficult thing to imagine. I know. Especially if, like, Katie is 26. She's so young. So presumably if she went out there, you know, they might be starting a life together and she might not come home that often. And so it does have a really big impact. I know, but it's the sad truth of the older generations that you've got to push the baby birds off the cliff. You have to. You do. Um we will have to do it one day, and I can't even think about that, so I won't. Um, Katie goes to the airport with him. They have a tearful farewell, and she says the fairy tale, like this podcast, must come to an end. And that's us done. We will be back next week with more errant nonsense thank you so much for making it this far um hopefully this is our first stab at this we've never done this together and hopefully we're not awful but we'll get better i will try to talk faster i'm aware that i have a laconic pace (laughs) goodbye boys and girls we'll see you next time see you next time 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.